Faders, welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Faded Japan. I am your host, Johnny. And I'm your second host, Jeremy Deschner. That's right. And as you find folks know, Got Faded Japan is about two dudes, booze. Japan and the news. That's right. And Jeremy, what episode is this? 606. 606, man. We're well, edging ever six. closer to that magical number of the beast. I know, I know, I know. Every episode, we're just inching closer to that number. Oh, man. I really wish that this episode was 666 because there are so many things happening in Japan right now. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Today is Mountain Day. Happy Mountain Day, Jeremy! (laughs) I've been to the top of the mountain, and it is good. Let's have a drink. Let's have a drink on that. Yes, Mountain Day. Today is Mountain Day. Tomorrow is Sports Day, which is, you know, kind of appropriate. No, 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 no. Tomorrow is Marine Day, Day, motherfucker. Wait, for the Marines? As in Ocean Day. Are you serious? No. As in get your ass to the beach day. It's a sports day. I have plans to go snorkeling tomorrow. Holy shit. What? 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 Doesn't say Marine Day? It doesn't say Marine Day. It says Sports Day. Maybe my calendar's all fucked up because of the Olympics. I'd rather it be Maybe it's Green got COVID. Day. Maybe. Oh, yeah, t- probably. Well, I'm going to the beach tomorrow regardless. Fuck it. <laughs> mm. You're not going to watch the Olympics. My family loves the beach. Oh, dude, I would be at the beach every day if I was uh, living in Fukuoka. But uh, you're not going to watch the Olympics on TV? No, the Olympics can stare into my fucking asshole. I don't give a shit about the Olympics, bro. It's the I worst care about Olympics one ever. thing, and that's martial arts. Yeah, uh, who gives a shit? <laughs> you know, wait, you know, all right. Would you like the Olympics if they did have cage fighting? Oh, I, I totally want cage fighting to be part of the Olympics. They just added Muay Thai. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, for, that was just uh, announced. They added Muay Thai, which will be awesome. That'll be for the next Olympics, I think. Be uh, cool. This time, of course, I think they have wrestling and Taekwondo. I think that's it. Wrestling, Taekwondo. Wait, they don't have judo? They got to have judo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course they have judo. Judo's oh. a staple. Okay, okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. All right, awesome. But sometimes, every once in a while, they try to cut cut one of the combat sports. Mm-hmm. They never cut that sport that no one really knows what it's called, where you do the cross-country skiing and you shoot a target. But every time they want to cut Taekwondo James... or they want to cut <laughs> wrestling. Uh, that sounds more like a James Bond sport. Isn't that from, like, uh, Octopussy or something, where he's on, this, he's on the mountain, he's skiing with, like, an Uzi? <laughs> You said pussy. <laughs> yes, yes. This is a G-rated show, motherfuckers, so I'll try not to say octopussy ever again. <laughs> but that was my favorite one. That's the one with the ninjas, right? No, no, no. That's Live and Let Die. Remember they changed him into a Japanese dude in that one? Oh, my God. They did. Yes. They're like, oh, we're putting it's these so, eyes on your face. That's so, so inappropriate. That's <laughs> so inappropriate. Dude, we should be white guy. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what if he was what if he was like invading like a a, a, co- a country that had mostly black people would it be okay to, for him to put black polish all over black makeup on his skin it would be completely against the rules man you don't do that shit dude it's 2021 dude i say we change this topic immediately before we get canceled <laughs> <laughs> let's cancel sean yeah, connery we're, we're out here <laughs> sean fuck connery him. huh <laughs> fuck him he beats women Oh, that's true. Yeah. It's okay if you do it with your backhand, but with the front yeah. of the hand, that's inappropriate because you can hurt your ring finger and you need that for acting. Bitch gonna act up. Bitch gonna get slapped. Mm. <laughs> so, so dumb. <laughs> yeah. 
You know, back in the 50s, you could say that kind of stuff, and uh, you can't cancel him. Actually, he's probably the only person that's alive. He's, like, the last one. And, like, all, like, the, the right guys, they're all, like, oh, was it left? Would it be? I don't even know what it's called. The Antifa guys? Who, who are the guys that are canceling everybody? Is that the name of a group? I'm in Japan. Why should I care? We don't have that shit here. Oh, uh, fuck, I don't know. Let's just call them the cancel cancel faces. And now, an update from the 2020 Olympics. Okay, the music's too long. The music's too long. We, we gotta turn the music. The intro music's too long. Dude, come on. The African guy that escaped, he like jumped the fence or something. They caught him like 100 kilometers away. <laughs> he was running. Yeah, they he caught really him in was. Mie Prefecture. Yeah. Yeah, they caught him in Mie Prefecture, man. That's fucking far, man. He ran the fuck away. But, all right, to um, actually correct. What we stated in the previous episode. Um, yes, he was not a runner. He was a weightlifter. So, but weightlifters can run. You know, they got muscles in their legs. So, yeah, kind, kind of a runner. Yeah, but they don't want to run. They want to. They want to keep their weight up so they can be bulky, right? <clears throat> so what he probably did is he lifted the side of the building, and then crawled out from under there and said, "See ya," and he just took off. I think he bought a he bought a Shinkansen ticket himself, which is pretty good if you don't speak Japanese. He hopped down there and, and bought a Shinkansen ticket, and he fucked off to Nagoya because he heard that a lot of and then he didn't get the help he wanted, so he fucked off to Mie Prefecture where they nabbed him. Oh man, yeah, you know what? I running around in Japan, you know, if you're if you're on the run, is like really tough because the thing is, it's an island. There's only so many places where you can go, especially if you're not Japanese. You know, eventually you're gonna get caught. It's, yeah. oh, I mean, if you leave Tokyo, you're definitely gonna get caught. You know, if you don't look Japanese and you're oh, yeah. on the run and you're in Mia Prefecture, dude, your days are limited. Oh, they're gonna catch you. They're gonna catch you yeah. quickly, in which they did. And also in Japan, in order to do anything, you have to have a, um, an alien registration card, basically Japanese version of the green card. You can't get a phone. You can't get an apartment. You can't get a car. You can't get a driver's license. None of that shit without your Gaijin Todok show. Yep. Yep. And only a yeah. few places will fucking hire you under the table. That's for sure. Because a lot of places don't want to get busted, you know, because if they get. Oh, busted, they love rules here. No, yeah, they do. Japan love rules. loves its rules, man. Uh -huh. They have millions of rules for everything. Yeah. yeah, so basically, yeah, the Olympics, a lot of bad things are happening. And actually, you know what? I think we, since so many really kind of really dark things happened recently, let's save this conversation for Got Fit of Japan after dark. Oh, yeah. Let's save it for that. What the it hell is, is what the hell is Got Fit of Japan after dark, man? Tell me all about that. What is that? Well, Got Fit of Japan after dark is a uh, supplement show that we have on our Patreon page. And uh, for Got Fit of Japan after dark, we talk about the darker side of Japan. Now, Got Fit of Japan, we talk about the weird, the bizarre, the creepy, the funny. But uh, yeah, things get really hardcore on After Dark. So if you want to hear about the news and about things that are really messed up, yeah, check out Gavita Japan After Dark. It's on our Patreon and it only costs five bucks a month. That's 500 yen. That's basically like buying us one beer a month. That's cheap. That's nothing these days. Basically, tomorrow when you go to Starbucks and you're going to buy your latte, don't do it. Buy a regular coffee. And basically all the money you save after about a week is enough to afford coffee to Japan after dark. Yeah. And it is fun too, dude. This is like, um, seriously, Johnny, you didn't, you don't give it enough credit. This is the old put the kids in bed. It's time for daddy to have some daddy time. Give me a cigar and a vat of whiskey. I'm going to sit back and listen to the boys talk about the real shit. Oh, hell that yeah. Show is fun. Mm-hmm. That show mm -hmm. is really fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and actually the stories that we have for uh, Got Fit of Japan After Dark for this episode, episode number three. Oh, God, dude. They're pretty fucked up. There's a lot of murder, a lot of blood. It's just, it's just nonstop, dude. Like, every fucking title sounds like the theme or the plot of a fucking great horror movie. I mean, it's pretty dark. Yeah. <laughs> it's really gruesome. Totally. Oh, man. Well, anyway, Faders, if you want that, sign up for our Patreon. Oh, man. Jimmy, um, I do believe you've got some stories about wheels. Yeah, so we're going to talk about this. All right. Um, driving in, in on, a, on a small island, especially in Japan, is not a given. If you live in a city... 
like Tokyo, you probably never have to drive. There are people who don't give a shit about driving. Uh, if you grew up in the States, like I did, driving was a huge thing. It's a, it's a matter of freedom. Once you turn 15, you can get your learner's permit. Once you turn 16, you can get your real, true fucking driver's license, and you can go out by yourself without an adult in the car. Just drive, man. And, and everything in America is based on that. You know, we grew up watching car movies, Smokey and the Bandit, American Graffiti. We grew up thinking about fast cars, muscle cars. We grew up thinking about, like, you know, how how we can chip our cars and make them faster, add nitros. You know, Fast and the Fucking Furious. Those movies are huge for one reason. Bitch and Camaro. It's a part of the culture. Cars are part of the culture. So when you come to Japan... There's a few things that are quite different here when you learn to drive. What's the first thing that's different, Johnny? Um, gee, in my opinion, the first thing is very different is that everything is completely backwards. The cars drive on the opposite side of the street. And also the steering Correct. wheel and the, the, all the pedals and all that shit is on the opposite side of the car. So pretty much um, you got to get hit in the head with a hammer where you're speaking backwards, looking backwards, walking backwards, and then you can drive in Japan. No problem. We have a joke when you're driving in Japan. When you want to turn right, you turn the windshield wipers on because everything's on the wrong side. So Gaijin turning right is the windshield wipers suddenly come on while you're in the turning lane. That's right? true, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's true. It's funny. It's a, it's a little joke, but it's funny. Um, another thing you're going to notice about in Japan is like uh, everybody backs into their parking spots. No one par parks forward. Everybody backs into their parking spots, which I thought was really unique about Japan. Um if you've never driven on the other side of the road like Johnny was talking about, uh, it's a culture shock for sure when you get here. And if you're not used to doing that, it, it freaks you out to the max. You do not know what to do. And a lot of the times when you get here, what you want to do is you're going to want to have your driver's license converted into a Japanese. All right, so if you're from the U.S., they'll only give you the lowest level of licenses in Japan, and that is the um, automatic car. It has to have an automatic transmission. And... Uh, uh, and uh, they'll give you a color on your license, which is the color of green. That means you're a brand new driver. After a while, after your second, I think when you renew your um, renew your license the, the second time, or the, maybe the first time, maybe the second time, I'm not sure. It's been a while for me. But uh, you'll get a blue license, which means your insurance will be a little bit cheaper, and uh, they trust you a little bit more. And then after the third time you renew, if you don't have any tickets or any, any parking violations, you'll get what's known as a gold license, which gives you the best rate of insurance and it means you're basically a safe driver now the problem with this system is a lot of people drive once a year and they don't they don't have a practice and then they just you know they're hitting the time the time limits and then they're getting a gold license and they've probably driven five times in their life yes yeah, so it yeah. yeah the color of the license doesn't really matter but then again that having been said having a gold license when you're like an adult in your 40s or 50s or whatever it's kind of cool to have that. If you have a green or a blue license and, you, and you're in your 40s and 50s, you're kind of an asshole and a bad driver is what people are going to start thinking. <laughs> but, so, Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy, can I stop you for a second? Now, all right. Sure, jump in. Because you're on the show, I think a lot more martial artists are listening to the show. So pretty much, let me just translate this. The green driver's license represents the white belt. And then the correct, blue correct. driver's That's license right. represents the, I don't know, the orange belt. And then the gold no, brown. driver's uh, I'm not saying blue. Blue belt. Blue? Yeah. Okay. And then the gold, say obviously, belt, yeah. would be the black belt with zero stripes. Correct. All right. Cool. I got it. Okay. All right. <laughs> now it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it, it's like it's like that. You're, you're completely right. However, unfortunately, it's also like kind of a McDojo where you can just sit around and get your gold license without ever actually having to try anything or learn anything. But uh, getting your license here, they make you take a written test and they make you translate your license. So you'll have to have like uh, it translated into Japanese, which you pay for. And then you have to take a written test and then the practical test, which means you actually have to get in a car with a policeman uh, and then drive around their course. And if you fuck up anywhere, you drive over a curb, you you uh, you get off the course, or you're in the wrong lane, or you fucking forget it's it's driving on the opposite side. They will flunk you in a heartbeat. It took me three times to pass my automobile car license test. 
I passed all my motorcycle tests the first try. But um, on the car, when I first got to Japan, it took me three goes to get it done, and that's 5,000 yen each go. 5,000 yen plus, like, it's pretty much a day of taking tests and waiting around, right? Yeah, it, you're gonna be you're gonna be there all day. They don't hurry. It's the DMV. The DMV doesn't change no matter which country you go to. It's a fucking hellhole, oh. and everybody from every nationality is there, and everyone's stuck in the small room. It's hot, and they're slow as shit. And you gotta watch movies about drunk driving. You gotta watch a video about speed speeding. You gotta watch a video about you know being careful for school zones, and it's all in Japanese. So if you don't speak Japanese, man, it's rough. Damn, what do you think, Johnny? Have you taken your test yet? No, I haven't, dude. I come from the state where car, dude, fucking 30 minutes away from where I grew up and shit was Henry Ford's fucking factory, right? Or his original factory. So yeah. pretty much just out of spite, I'm not getting my driver's license because the thing is, I've been driving since <laughs> I was like 14, 15. Well, I kind of was driving a 14. Uh, I think I can't get in trouble for that now, right? I'm 40 years old. nobody's coming after me but anyway i've been driving for a long long time when i was in high school i delivered pizzas and stuff you know i i I feel like an idiot going to a school to learn how to drive you know and taking a driving test dude i'm just like oh come on man i mean eventually i'll have to do it because eventually you know I've been in Japan for fucking 20 years. I should have my driver's license. I feel dumb for not having my driver's yeah. license. But I mean, Tokyo is kind of like New York. As you said before, you don't really need to have a driver's license. I know people that are fucking senior citizens that have never had a driver's license because they lived in Tokyo their whole life, right? So the thing is... Right. Um, like- in Tokyo, you have perfect, uh, perfect public transportation. So the buses are always on time. The trains are, for the most part, always on time. Yep, and you don't really need you don't really need to drive. Driving, like I said before, is a privilege. It's a kind of like a status thing, a rich guy thing. Now, where I live in Fukuoka, it's a bit of a countryside. It's a little bit more laid back. Things are spread out a little bit more, so you need a fucking car. Yeah. So today we went car shopping. Woo! Yeah, tell us about car shopping in Japan. Yeah, I'm really interested about that. Car, <laughs> car shopping in Japan is a different thing altogether. So. Well, it starts out the same as it does in the States. Yeah, you get on the net, you start looking up stuff, and the biggest place to look for uh, a car in Tokyo would be Gunet, G-O-O hyphen N-E-T. That's, where, that's their auto trader. That's their place where they have all the cars and all the dealerships listed throughout the entire country, and you can have them shipped anywhere you want in, in country, blah, blah, blah. So you get on, you get on the, the, the Gunet, and you check out what kind of cars you want. You decide what kind of car you want. Do I want a Japanese car? Do I want an import car? You know, you decide, do I want to spend, you know, $60,000 or do I want to spend $6,000? You know, these were, this is where you make all your decisions. So you, you look at what's available out there and then you finally, on the, the day comes and you finally get to go out and start shopping for a car. So you actually have to go out to a bunch of uh, dealerships. So that's what we did today. Nice. We went out to a bunch of dealerships, having, having in mind exactly what I wanted. You know, I have a family. I want to, I want to. I want to. I don't really want a sedan because a sedan's kind of small for the family. I wanted a car that could fit four or five people in it, and then if we're going to go to the beach, I want. I want a hatchback so, you know, we can put stuff in the back and take it out to the beach. Blah blah blah, that kind of stuff. And then I, I had an idea of bu- what kind of budget I was talking about too. So um, me and the wife had agreed upon a budget. So we set off. We set off to go look for cars. So we went to three places. The first place we went to. Uh, the guy was busy and he said, we don't really have a lot of cars here. We can just kind of show you the net and show you the cars that we can get. But if you go to our sister shop, they'll have cars on lot and you can just look around and pick out what you want. Right. Mm -hmm. So we said, okay, we'll head over there. So we went over to the sister shop and, um, it's, it's kind of a big chain. I don't, they're not a sponsor. So fuck them. I'm not going to say their name, but, um, they're, they're they're, uh, a big chain. (laughs) No, 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 no. It's a big, it's a big chain chain store, and it may have something to do with Lilliputians. Okay, so um, we went over there and we looked around at the cars they had on on the lot, and nothing was really kicking for us. So my wife's like, "There's one more place just down here. You know, it's a little bit far away, about ten minutes drive on the bike, and uh, we can go over there and check it out." So this this place is about ten minutes bike ride away, and it's it's behind some rice paddy fields. Uh, you got to go down this one one way road, and when cars are coming the other way, you got to pull over almost to inside the paddy to let the car pass. And then you know it's a very small road, so we go oh, down this little road. Can I stop, you? Can I stop yeah. you? You're riding bicycles sure. 
you call no it? Harley. Oh, motorcycle. Okay, cool. For Harley. Second, you meant bicycle. Yeah. I was like, oh, the you you can't go car shopping with a bicycle, dude. They're gonna jump up the price. Like, no. You guys really need wheels. <laughs> you got a Harley and you're shopping. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, all right, all right. You did the right move. Right move, my. I got a. I got a tricked out Harley. It's got the pipes and everything all changed out. The intakes, all all that shit's been been parted out and uh, customized. I got a tricked out Harley. It's badass. Nice. Anyways, nice, I'm I'm going dude. down I'm going down this road. Da, 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 and uh, we finally come up to this little little shitty um, dealer. So I pull in there and my bike and all these dudes start coming out and I start getting this vibe, right? Some uh, what, the Sons of Anarchy vibe where these guys aren't uh aren't the nicest fellas. They might be uh into something a little bit more lucrative than just selling cars you know so they got they got a few cars backed up there and the guy the guy looks at me he's like oh you you do gracie's jujitsu i got this shirt on right and i'm like yeah and he's like well, what, what's the lineage i'm like well we're in, we're in japan so it's all hickson so you know hickson to yeah uh to yuki nakai and then to everybody else right that's that's kind of how the lineage work, works here in japan so He's like, oh, my buddy over there, he's a kickboxer. And this guy pokes his head out, bald as shit, fucking tattooed from his neck to the fucking bottom of his feet, as far as I can see, right? He's just covered in tattoos. And he pokes his head out, and he goes like, oh, jujitsu, huh? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, Yoroshiku. I'm like, yeah, it's good to meet you, man. So we're walking around. They're like, so they're, they're like looking at my number plate because my license plate on my bike says Shinagawa still because I just moved. And um, they're like, oh, so you're from the mainland, huh? I'm like, yeah, we just we just moved out here. He's like, what's a guy like you doing out here? You know, what do you call You got a good bike and you're looking for a car. What kind of car do you want? I'm like, I want a BMW. And he's like, what kind of BMW? You want, you want a 5 Series, a 7 Series? He's kind of filling me out, you know, seeing like what I'm all about, right? And mm -hmm. they're surrounding me. They're looking at my bike. They're, they're walking you? up behind me, which I, yeah, which I don't fucking like guys walking up behind me. Are you still and on the bike? Then, uh, I'm just keep. I'm, I'm stepping on the bike. Okay. And then I lock my bike. And then like, I'm I'm keeping everybody in, in like, in my range, right? I can hit this guy with a sidekick. I can hit that guy with a fucking back fist. I can hit this guy with a heel kick. I can take that guy down. I can choke him out. You know, I, I'm I'm doing my my warrior thing. Yeah. Yeah, I've got everybody in my range, right? And then yeah. like, uh, yeah. And then, like, uh, my wife's like, uh, yeah, so, like, uh, you know, we're, we're just looking for a car. You, know, you guys got BMWs here? And the guy's like, he, he's like, he goes, you look like you're pretty, you're pretty tough. I'm like, you know, I'm just, I'm just an average guy. I don't, you know, and he's like, so you doing, you're doing MMA and stuff? And I'm like, yeah, but um, it's just a hobby, man. It's just a hobby. I'm not doing it for a job. And then he's like, looking at me, he's like, on the back of my helmet, it says MMA Japan. He's like, what's MMA Japan? I'm like, that's just my company. He goes, what does that do? And I'm like, man, we're just we're just here to look at cars. So we start heading back towards our to the bike, put the wife on the back, and then we just, we take off. And they're like walking up, walking behind us as we're heading towards the the street. And then we, we we take off down the street and we leave. And my wife's like going, that was scary as shit. And she's like, that, those guys were those guys were like not, those guys were like the real deal. Those were not those guys were not like auto mechanics, man. They did you don't see them doing a lot of car sales, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they were definitely not selling cars, dude. Oh my god. Talking yeah, they, about were, they were sizing me up, bro. They, they were sizing me up, figuring out what's this Shinagawa motherfucker doing in our hood, you know? Oh and I'm shit. like they thought you're fucking from somewhere else doing something else. Oh man, that's that's yeah. Right. They're, they're asking me like, what, what they're asking me like, what kind of business do you do? Uh, you know, in, you know, what do you, you're, you're wearing that Gracie shirt. You think you can fight kind of stuff like that. You know, they're, they're sizing me up. They're like, Oh, you're pretty big, huh? You're a fighter. Yeah. And like that, they're, they're sizing me up. They're trying to get, they're trying to stand behind me and shit, which I don't fucking like. Yeah. No, that's just, not I'm good. just keeping everybody keeping my head on a swivel, man. Keeping everybody in check until I can get back to my bike. And we decided to get out of there. Uh, then we then after that we went back to the second place. We went back to the second place we went to. Car dealership ever. Earlier. Oh my god! <laughs> so I you fucking stumbled into Teller Teller's Motors, man. I stumbled into the Sons of Anarchy there. Oh my god, dude, dude. All right, Jeremy, I'm gonna say one thing. I am very happy that they didn't call you fat. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't. No one called me fat. That's why I like them.
Yeah. He walked into the bicycle shop last week and the, the guy's like, oh, you're a fat man. You probably want this bike. You know, and you're like, son of a bitch did call me fat last week. That cunt. Yeah. <laughs> but these guys are like, oh, you're a muscle man. Hey, dude, it's yeah. a level up. You should be proud. Right. Right, right. I've got respect from the uh, not not um, those. I got respect from the Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> anarchy. There we go. Yeah. Oh, man. I got respect from those guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. Right. Anyways, we to wind this story up. To wind this story up, we went back to the second place and we purchased a, a car there. Um, it's very different purchasing a car in Japan. Uh, basically, uh, I, like I said before, he didn't have anything we wanted uh, there on the lot, but he had a picture of a car that was in um, Guma. And they said we can bring this one down for you. It was a great, it was a great deal. The car only had fifty-five thousand kilometers, which is thirty-four thousand miles, which is nothing. Yeah, it's a used car with thirty-four thousand miles. That's just broken in, as far as I'm concerned. It looks great. They're bringing it down. We should have it in about ten days. We purchased that one for a great price. Fantastic, man. That's really cool. Does it cost you money to have them bring it down for Guma? Nope. Everything's included. They gave me they gave me two years inspection. So another thing about Japan is you have to get your cars or your vehicles inspected every two years. Mm-hmm. So that usually costs around uh twelve hundred bucks or fifteen hundred bucks. So they gave me they, they they paid for the inspection, so that was another fifteen hundred dollars off. Nice. And then that was all everything was wrapped into a nice bundle, everything the bring it down here, all the taxes, everything. You pay this amount and we'll we'll do all this stuff for you and bring your car down here and it'll be ready to go in about ten days. And I'm like where do I sign? That sounds good to me. That's awesome. It's a great car, too. That's fantastic. Well, congratulations on that, dude. That's really cool. Yeah, unless you, unless you deal with the Sons of Anarchy guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's crazy, dude. I can't believe that was a dealership. I don't think that was a dealership. I, I think the guy that recommended that, but well, your wife recommended that, right? She found it on the net. It was oh. just like a, an obscure sign, an obscure one she found on the net. She's like, "Well, you want to check out these guys?" And I'm like, she, "Of course, she doesn't know, you know." And like, we just she found it on the net, and we, we, it was like ten minutes away. So we're like, "All right, well, we'll just go down there and see what they got." Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right, faders. If you ever come to Japan and decide to live here, and <clears throat> you go into a uh, auto dealership that doesn't have any cars but motorcycles. Don't go there <laughs> unless you want to buy a motorcycle or get your stolen. Oh man, that's nuts, dude. <laughs> yeah, crazy story, right? <laughs> so those guys didn't say anything about cars. They're only talking about you, your job, and then MMA and fighting, right? Yeah, and they started asking me like they they were sizing me up. They wanted to see like how much I was worth and stuff because they saw my Harley, and they're like, "You, what do you want a BMW, huh?" And they're like, "What do you want a five series, a seven series?" You know, those are like the the hundred thousand dollar cars in that range. I'm like, nah, not in my, not in my lifetime, boys. I'm not spending a hundred thousand dollars on a car. Fuck that, <laughs> dude. That's nuts. Man. I I ain't no Joe Rogan, man. No, no, not yet, dude. Well, we're kind of getting the, to be the Joe Rogan of Japan, slowly but surely. But yes, uh, faders, tell your friends to listen to Got Faded Japan. Hook us up. Come on, bro. We love you. Love us a little bit more. <laughs> on that note, man. Fucking, I need to five dollars a month for Patreon. That's right, dude. I need to replenish my drink and we need to take a break, dude. Let's take a little break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about the news. Coolio. Fuck yeah, son. Hell yeah. Faders, we'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. In Tokyo and craving soul food, we've got just the place for you. Soul Food House in Azabujuvan. Check out what we do at soulfoodhouse.com. Come by and taste the love. We look forward to feeding you. If you're going to get your fit on, you got to get your fit on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade. And I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing Ghost Town Palmade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good. It looks good. And it feels good. Ghost Town Palmade. Badass palmade. And let me tell you one thing comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not Ghost Town Palmade. This stuff is a man's palmade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your bait on in style. Papa. Hey, 
yo, what's up, baiters? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. And I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Prepa. Are you at Harajuku with some out-of-town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah! Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah! And the flavor's gonna make you complete at Harry's Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry's Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! Yo, what's up, faders? It's your boy, Johnny. I have an opportunity for you. Well, in fact, I have 50 opportunities for you. A few years ago, I painted all 50 American states. And in each and every state, I painted in all major city names, the state's cultural icons, pop culture that pertains to that specific state, and a whole lot more fun, interesting, and educationally groovy stuff. The project took me over eight months to complete, and now they're yours forever. I have digital prints available for download on the Spilt Inks Etsy shop. These prints started off at about five bucks a pop, but not anymore. These high resolution prints are a dollar each. They're yours for a dollar each. So brighten up your walls and expand your mind with your favorite state. These prints are a dollar each, and they're worth so much more. These are these, these paintings are absolutely incredible. You're gonna love them. And if you don't like the state project, that's cool, that's cool. Johnny still has love for you. But check out the Spilt Inks Etsy shop to find all sorts of other wild art that will save your soul and blow your mind. So go down to the show notes for a direct link to the Spilt Inks Etsy shop. Go there, shop away, support the show because we love you and we love art too. So faders, without further ado, enjoy the show. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right, over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need, and of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya. About five minute walk from the station. It's your liquors. X-ray tech accused of illicit photography of middle school girl in Chiba Clinic. Oh man, dude, this story sounds fantastic. Mm-hmm. X-ray specs. Actually, there was a band called X-ray specs in the 1970s. It was kind of like the uh, precursor to Blondie. They had a fucking song called Oh Bondage Up Yours. Oh Bondage Up Yours. Wow, okay. Fucking great, great band. Great band. But uh, yeah, it was like the Blondie before Blondie. Oh, man. But anyway. Sounds great. Sounds great. Old bondage up yours. Moving forward with the story. The story takes place in Chiba. Chiba Prefectural Police have arrested an x-ray technician over an alleged illicit photography of a middle school girl at a clinic employing him in Ichikawa City Reports. Uh, Nikon Sports. So actually, this story was from a sports newspaper. Interesting. 
Mm. At around 6 p.m. last November the 11th, Masahiro Endo, 30 years old, allegedly used his smartphone to take nude photographs of the girl while she changed clothes. Oh, my God. You go to the doctors, you know, you think they're going to take care of you, but not this Creepy guy. motherfucker. Creepy motherfucker. Upon yeah, his creepy arrest- motherfucker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wonder what camera he used. Do you think he used a real 35 millimeter SLR or do you think he used his smartphone? I'm thinking he used the latter. Upon his arrest. Yeah, I want to smash that smartphone over his head. Uh, I don't know. Would that hurt? Yeah, that would kind of hurt. You want something a little heavier. You want an SLR. You know, you want a single lens reflex, like a 35 millimeter. That would hurt. That would crush the skull. At around 6 p.m. last November the 11th, Wait, did I just read this smartphone? Oh, yeah. At around 6 p.m. last November the 11th, Masahiro Ando, 30 years old, allegedly used his smartphone to take nude photographs of the girl while she changed clothes. Upon his arrest on suspicion of the production of child pornography on July 15th, Ando um, practically denied the allegations. Practically. He's like, I almost did it, but I decided not to, but I took one. The... (laughs) Ichikawa police station said, according to police, Endo lives in Tokyo Sumida Ward. Oh, that's a nice word. Investigators found the images of the girl on the smartphone as a part of another investigation. Oh, shit. So this guy is a fucking, uh, he's a habitual fucking pervert that's taking photographs of fucking naked girls and stuff. Dude, this guy is a sicko with a camera. Police are continuing the investigation, including on whether accused the suspect over images and video of other women found on the smartphone. Um, I'm going to go for broke and say that every photo of a nude girl on his phone is illegally taken. What are your thoughts, Jeremy? Yeah, he sounds like a fucking, he sounds like a complete fucking scumbag. Mm-hmm. Um, it says that he, he partially denied the allegations. I'd be like, okay, so I'll just break one of your legs. I'll just break <laughs> one of your legs and you can just stumble yourself back down to the x-ray and uh, let someone take pictures of your butthole. No, how about you partially break all his bones? <laughs> I'm happy to do that. This guy's a this guy's a piece of shit. He's 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 taking pictures of an eleven. What what did it say? Like a how old was the young girl? She was really young, right? Oh, it's November eleventh. Um. Oh, that's where I get eleven from. Middle. It says middle school girl. So she's probably 14. 11, 12 years old. I think fourteen at the max. Eleven. What's 12, middle school? 14. Wait, middle school is like, oh, from 13. 13 is at the max of middle school. So it's 13, 12, 11, 10. Dude, that's fucked up. That's really, no okay. matter what, it's fucked up. But this is seriously yeah. fucked up. Yeah, dude, partially break every bone in that's his body. That's a fucking child, man. Oh, God, yeah. And yeah. On his eyeball. That's a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just one of them because he partially denied it. He partially, I like, I Fuck that guy. What is a partial, uh, yeah, fuck this guy. Anyway, fuck him. All right, next story. All right. Here's here's a little bit funnier one, but it's still kind of gross. Uh, Kyoto composer who wanted to film women with a spy camera in a toilet shot some men too. What? Uh-oh. All right. Uh, so Kyoto, for those who plant hidden cameras, one point of caution, the target of the lens could be out of your hands. At least at this uh, this is what one 44-year-old male composer living in Kyoto City found out earlier this year, the Kyoto Shimbun reports on June 22nd. On Tuesday, Kyoto Prefectural Police sent the man to prosecutors for violating the Prefectural Public Nuisance Ordinance. According to the Yamashina Police Station, the composer planted a pair of hidden cameras, each about 2.5 centimeters square, uh, square around, with, uh, around the lens, uh, inside a toilet at a restaurant in Yamashina Yukio Ward. I wanted to film women. The composer told police, but <laughs> it didn't exactly work out that way. Oh, man. He's getting some big hoser stepping in there, taking a big old dumpster, and he's got he's to fast forward through that. He's like trying to just like see women naked, but he gets to see a fat guy take his shit. Oh, great. Instant karma. <laughs> Instant karma, bro. It says on January 21st, one camera captured uh, a voyeur footage of the lower body of a 23-year-old male student. Ooh. Ten days later, another shot a similar footage of a 30-year-old man, part-time employee. Oh, God. Oh, and then, like, 
yeah. And the other camera was affixed to the door and uh, a, a diaper changing table. So he's catching like total schlong in, in his cameras, bro. What an asshole. Why does he want to get... Yeah, so the police said that he... He wants to get people taking a shit, which is a fucked up thing anyways, but he, he, he keeps getting dicks instead of what he wants to see in his photos. But it says he took a po uh, uh, illicit photos containing foot footage of 659 men and women. Whoa! Dude, uh, 659 people doing their business. Gross. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never I'll never understand. I'll never understand it. Not at all. Why do people like to watch videos of fucking people taking shits and pisses, dude? I did this I don't know, man. Shit, dude, is, I'll, I'll never get it. I'll never get it. I don't know. Maybe I'm the wrong generation. I have no idea, but that shit just sounds so fucked up, dude. And you know, a funny thing is they don't say the name of the restaurant, but I'm assuming it's Burger King because Burger King's tagline globally is "Have it your way." <laughs> Maybe yeah. And then there's the old, the old famous. There's the old famous. I once got busy in a Burger King bathroom, right? Is it BC Boys? That's, that's a famous line catching. from the Humpty Dance. Oh no, the that's Humpty, Humpty Dance. <laughs> Remember the Humpty Dance? Humpty Dance is the dance, dude. The hum yeah, dude, they were in that fucking movie, Nothing But Trouble, dude. That's that was what? like the best fucking comedy movie of the like, early 1990s. Do you remember Nothing But Trouble? Yeah, until that guy did a nosedive off the stage. Huh? You remember the movie Nothing But Trouble? Uh, when did that happen? Oh, God, when was like that movie? Nah, 89 or something. Dan Aykroyd's in it. I think uh, John Candy's in it. It's a fucking classic movie, dude. It's so fucking great, dude. Nothing but yeah. I would have been. I would have been. I would have been training for my black belt at that time. I wouldn't have had time to watch movies or TV. All I did was watch TV in my youth. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I did. You're working out. I'm fucking. I'm a couch potato watching the tube. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> at least you're not watching people take a shit oh god yeah dude <laughs> i was watching the better tube <laughs> yeah, no kidding <laughs> oh my god have you fucking life. wieners and butts yeah oh god yeah. dude uh it's so funny that he said wait quote i wanted to film women <laughs> but it didn't work yeah. out i wanted to film women but i got all these wieners uh. <laughs> Yeah, how did he get busted? He get busted taking the cameras out because like, dude, I'm so sick of looking at dudes taking shits, and he, he's fucking walking out of the fucking to the bathroom with like all this camera equipment. <laughs> what a dumbass! Yeah, fuck this guy. Okay, all right, next story. Story. Okay. Um. Oh, okay. All right, this one's funny. <clears throat> All right, it's written kind of weirdly, and it's by Sora News 24. So it's kind of like in story format. So I'm just going to read Sora. the Drunk droning arrest, first of its kind in Aichi Prefecture. With a wide range of models and affordable pricing drones, drone flying has become an extremely fun hobby for many. However, with Great fun comes great responsibility. Oh, kind of like Spider-Man. And to prove it, we have the arrest of a 56-year-old who became the first in his prefecture to be busted for violating the newly enacted law against flying a drone while intoxicated. Okay, keep that in mind. He's fucking 56 years old. So, faders, he's probably older than a lot of your parents out there. Um, yeah. The incident occurred on June 12th in Toyota City, uh, Toyota City, Aichi Prefecture, when the suspect consumed eight cans of beer between the hours of 7 a.m. and noon. Let me just say that again. The suspect consumed eight cans of beer between the hours of 7 a.m. and noon. This guy is fucking a boss. Dude. I love this guy. <laughs> this guy's awesome. He's like, that's not that's not that much. Eight cans from he, he just wakes up. He wakes up. He's like, Oh man, I got the day off. Let's get <laughs> wake and bake. Okay, it's fucking wake up. Well, wake up with beers. Yeah, um, interestingly enough, uh, all that morning, drinking motivated the suspect to start cleaning his room. 
like a motherfucking boss, dude. Dude, cleaning your house and drinking. Top to bottom. Now, that's fucking dangerous. That's more dangerous than flying a drone because you're cleaning your house, dude. You got a vacuum. You can break something. You're fucking washing dishes. You can cut your fucking dick off. Dude, that's a dangerous thing to do, man. Do not clean your house if you had eight beers, man. That's the real crime. While tidying, he happened upon a drone which he had bought a few years ago and took it out of the box to see if it still worked. Upon learning that it did, the drunken suspect abandoned his cleaning ambitions and took it for a spin. However, while in flight, the drone weighing about 540 grams collided with a window of a nearby residence, basically a neighbor. The neighbor called the police to report the crash and the ensuing investigation. <laughs> crash. Yeah. <laughs> There's a crash. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not. It's oh, the humanity. The humanity. Heidelberg, <laughs> and then back to the suspect who admitted to the charges of drinking and droning. That's a fucking thing, drinking and droning. Um, he may have been surprised to learn that such a crime even existed as a law regarding it had only been passed earlier this year when Japan revised the Civical Ordinance Act to include various previous, previous provisions of drones. Okay, say that fucking five times. As a result, yeah, there's they're they are seriously hard on drones here, bro. Holy shit! Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking drones are fucking no joke here. Drones are fucking small, dude. They're fucking crazy. Fucking wait, wait. This weighed five hundred and forty grams. Is that a pound? How how many grams is in a pound? No, because because it, it would have to be a thousand grams to be a kilogram, right? Okay, a so, kilogram is is two point five four pounds one kilo is two a thousand grams would be a kilo okay so this right? is like a half a pound no it's bro, bro this is tiny Why it would have to be 50 pounds? grams to be All right so basically yeah. this it would is have like to be 50 grams to be half a kilo it's less than a pound it's less than a pound so basically this drone weighed less than a six pack right it's tiny, it's tiny. And the neighbor called the fucking cops. No, it's a tiny thing. Yeah. The neighbor called the cops. You know, fuck this neighbor, dude. Because his neighbor, he was busy filming the toilet, and this guy keeps banging on his window while he's trying to look at dicks, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> this guy's a fucking per you know, All right. This guy should be counting his lucky stars because he did not get busted for fucking voyeurism. He got busted for drinking and droning. Is that what it is? Oh, man. That's what it is. D&D. D&D. This guy got busted for Dungeons and Dragons. You know what? The funny thing is about this, though. <laughs> this guy consumed eight beers, then cleaned his room. This guy's a motherfucking pro. I mean, this guy's a straight-up Mr. Belvedere, dude. Fucking remember Mr. Belvedere? Leave him Mr. alone. Mr. Belvedere. Yeah, Mr. Belvedere, dude. That guy was fucking a major alcoholic. What's his name? It's like Christopher Hewitt. Christopher Hewitt was his name, right? Dude, that guy was a British guy that did this show and he was so fucking drunk on this fucking sitcom where fucking a lot of episodes didn't even air. He would show up. He's like, Leslie, come over here, you son of a bitch. I'm going to hit you with my fucking shoehorn, you bastard. Yeah, dude, he was a fucking raging alcoholic and shit. And fucking that show took off. But yeah, this guy fucking cleaned his house, drunk as shit. But then he had to pick up the remote control. Never pick up the remote control. Don't look at fucking iTunes or fucking Netflix if you've been drinking, man. You'll find you'll go dark. You'll go down a rabbit hole, especially on fucking YouTube. Rabbit hole. Hmm. Yeah. All right, your story, man. This is the story we've all been waiting on. This is the story, probably the best story of the episode. Man what? arrested for stealing ex-colleagues' underwear. After making a spare key to enter her residence. What? This motherfucker made a spare key, bro. Dealing underwear. Right. Police and... Yeah, what, what does he want with it? Police in Cashua, uh, Chiba Prefecture, have arrested a 38-year-old 38 man on suspicion of stealing a 21 underwear items from an apartment of a woman whom he used to work with in 2019. According to police, Noriaki Horage, 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 Horage has admitted to the charge and told police that he had made a spare key to the woman's apartment without her knowing about it. She, uh, Sanke Shimbun reported. The woman, who was in her 50s, Whoa. 
The woman who was in her 50s used to work with Horage at a manufacturing uh, distributor of machine components. So she used to work in a factory where I'm sure it's fucking hot and humid wearing these underwears. She's in her 50s and homeboy here wants a pair of those drawers. Dude. Fuck this dude. Dude. All right. Stealing dude, this guy's all kinds of fucked up. Dude, yeah, totally. Stealing underwear is fucking 21. Nasty. But dude, 50 year old women underwear, dude. Oh, oh, it's all bad. After but... she's been sweating her swamp ass at the factory. Oh, God. All right. Dude, <laughs> Police said Horage secretly took a photo of his co-worker's key and used, and used the serial number to make a spare key. Okay. Furthermore, he managed to obtain her address from the company directory. Okay. So now we're teaching people how to do fucking crimes. Right. All right. Um, police quoted uh, Homage as saying... I became obsessed with her, and I wanted to have some of her underwear. <laughs> All right, uh, Harage is is, uh, is accused of stealing a woman's. I know, no kidding, right? It just freaked me out. So he's accused of stealing the woman's insurance certificate to renew her personal information, and impersonated her by creating a personalized insurance web page. So he fucking stole her drawers. Swamp ass drawers from the chicken factory or the machine factory wherever she worked, where she's sweating into them, and then she then he made a website for her. What an asshole! This guy. This guy was fucked. This guy is insane, dude. Oh my god, dude! Stealing, dude. All right, stealing underwear is a thing in Japan, but usually when people steal underwear, they go to like um. Like uh, their their balconies, right? Because in Japan, it's different from like other yeah. parts of the world. In other parts of the world, we have drying machines. You wash your you wash your clothes in Dryers. the washing machine yeah. and you put them in the dryer, right? But here, people don't have that. It's not a thing here. So people dry their clothes on side, right? And so what happens yep. is perverts they scale apartment buildings and they steal fucking underwear. We have a million stories that we've covered all about this kind of shit, right? But this guy yep. took it to the next fucking level. He spied tech that shit out by fucking taking his phone or some kind of a camera and fucking like taking a photo of her key and then taking it to the next level to where he gained access into her house, starting a fucking website. This guy is fucking an evil genius, man. This is like the fucking Dr. Evil of fucking stealing underwears and shit, dude. This guy's a fucking nut. Dude, he mission impossible those drawers, man. He he was like, he came on, da -da -da -da. And he grabbed him with his lips, then back up, yeah. You got the sweatiest, dirtiest pair, man. God damn, that's gross. Dude, it's hot right now, dude. My apartment is like fucking thirty degrees uh, Celsius, dude. It is fucking hot as shit. I'm sweating like a motherfucker, dude. Dude, I I know, I know what you're saying. I'm the same. Yeah, you're in Fukuoka. And the thing it's is, in Fukuoka. Yeah, it's hotter here. And the thing is, like, um, they work together at a manufacturer and distributor of machine components. So this is like a machining factory. Oh, so you know there's no air conditioner in there. Oh, it's in Chiba. Oh, God, dude. Chiba is like fucking Kawasaki, dude. It's probably hot as balls over there. Oh, God, dude. That sucks, man. That is gross as fucking shit. All right. That is so gross right. that we got to go to the last story, man. Okay, this last story is fucking dark, but it's not as dark as Got Fit of Japan After Dark. So here we go. After Dark. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's right. Ooh, yeah. Man gets after nine. <laughs> you did a little Judas Priest there. <laughs> Man gets nine years in prison <laughs> for killing woman with drink laced with stimulants. Okay, um, yeah, usually when people drug people in Japan, they don't use stimulants. They use the opposite drinks. They, they put drugs in your drink that makes you fall asleep. Then they take all your cash. They take your credit card. Fucking there's a huge fucking like underground culture of people that do that shit. It's fucked up, dude. Fucking our, our past co-host Jude that was on the show, he left Japan because he was in Rapongi. No, no, he wasn't Rapongi. He was in uh, Kabukicho and fucking... Um, he was drinking with some of his co-workers at a bar and shit, and somebody put something in his drink, and fucking, like, uh, he blacked out, and they took all his money, dude. They took, like, fucking, like, $15,000. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say that. 
Now for a Got Fitted Japan update. To get all the information regarding Jude being drugged and robbed in Shinjuku, listen to episode number 428. That's Got Fitted Japan episode number 428. Now back to the show. Okay, anyway, this guy right here is not uh, the kind that steals money from people. He's more the rapist. This guy's bad. Here we go. Man gets nine years in prison for killing women with drink laced with stimulants. This story took place in Tokyo. I'm assuming it took place in Kabukicho. The Tokyo District Court has sentenced a 72-year-old man to nine years in prison for killing a 28-year-old female acquaintance by causing her to ingest a lethal amount of stimulant drugs in 2018. Now, this guy is fucking 72. The girl's 28 years old. That's fucking a big difference. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Age. According to the court ruling handed down on Tuesday, Nobuaki Ishihara, a real estate company executive who lives in Shibuya Ward, which means this guy is fucking loaded, caused the death of Yuri Igarashiba by giving her sake mixed with stimulant drugs or quasi-seizai. Did I say that right? Kaku-seizai. Kaku-seizai. Okay, dude, I'm fucking faded, dude. Um, as they call it in Japanese, Fuji TV reported uh, Igashi uh, visited the residence on the afternoon of July 22nd, which security surveillance camera footage confirms. Uh, the same afternoon, Igarashiri uh, sent her friend a message online which said, quote, a man tried to get me to take drugs and I refused, but I think I just drank sake mixed with stimulants, end quote. Dude, don't even fucking send that message. Get the fuck out, dude. If somebody fucking fucks you up like that, just fucking run. Run as fast as you can. Go to the cops. Go to the hospital. Get the fuck out of there. That guy's an asshole. Uh, she later sent a second line message in which she said that she would, quote, go to the police, end quote, but was unable to be reached after that. Oh, that's fucked up. Um, Ishihara said Iga Rashi passed down that night. The next morning, she was unresponsive, and he called 119. However, she was pronounced dead at the scene, but he denied giving the women stimulant drugs. An autopsy revealed that Igarashi has had consumed stimulant drugs more than 100 times the amount considered lethal. 100 times the amount considered Basically, this Fuck. guy poured a kilo of fucking cocaine into a shot and gave it to this poor girl. This guy, dude, fucking, this guy should go to prison for how long is he going to prison for? Fucking seven years. It's not, it's not cocaine. It's methamphetamine. Yeah. That's even shabu. Worse. It's called shabu. It's methamphetamine. That's even worse. It's terrible. It's he, he fucking dumped a liquid meth into her drink. Yeah. A hundred times the amount considered lethal. A hundred times, dude, fucking twice as bad. Three times is really, really bad. Four times, well, that's fucking bazonkers bad, dude. Fucking five times, that, that's like the don't go red zone, don't go there. A hundred times the amount considered lethal, dude. This is fucking ridiculous, dude. Uh, the ruling by the lady. That's like enough to kill an elephant. Yeah, dude, fucking a, a dinosaur, a T-Rex, dude. That's what, that's, this is how you kill a T-Rex. Fuck. And, all right. Faders, let's just remember that she's a Japanese girl, right? Like probably under 100 pounds. She's probably like half my size. And I'm a small guy. The ruling by the late judge panel called the defendant's criminal behavior, quote, extremely malicious, end quote. Well, that's that doesn't sound that bad. Extremely malicious. I mean, fucking there should be more words. There should be like four more adjectives in there. Uh, for forcing the victim to ingest a lethal amount of stimulants, the presiding the presiding judge, <laughs> fucking faded, added that uh, Ishihara, who had pleaded not guilty, that motherfucker, quote, made uh, unreasonable excuses and showed no remorse for starting to finish, despite the stim the seriousness of his criminal liability. Dude, I am fucking faded. <laughs> Fuck this show. I'm going to bed. So basically, he wasn't hmm? he wasn't sorry at all. He, he he doesn't give a shit that he just murdered murdered a young girl in a horrible fucking way. Oh dude, this guy's a fucking sociopath, dude. Fuck this guy, dude. 
fuck this guy. Dude, whatever his sentence is. Extremely gross. Yeah. It's not enough, dude. Fucking, I, in this case, I think it's an eye for an eye. Um, Ishihara met Ishigawa, who was married at a members-only club in 2016. Oh, shit. That means she's a prostitute. Uh, her husband, yeah, it's a happening bar. Yeah, it's a happening bar. So she's actually a prostitute, but still, she did not deserve this. Yeah. Her husband told police that she no. had gone out for the day on July 22nd, but never returned home that night. Oh, the poor husband, man. The poor husband. My heart goes on to the husband, dude. That really fucking sucks, dude. That really fucking sucks. Because, I mean, A, no. he found out his wife's a prostitute, and B, she passed away. It murdered. She was murdered by this fucking piece of shit. Who fucking puts a hundred times? A hundred times? Oh my god, dude, that's fucking ridiculous. This guy right here is a sociopath. He's a psychotic sociopath, dude. This is a fucking Doctor Lecter kind of guy, dude. I mean, dude, this is fucked up. Fucked up indeed. First place, don't don't use fucking drugs. Second yeah. place is if you're gonna use drugs, use them yourself. Don't put them in other people's drinks. Yeah. Okay, we don't need the music. We don't need the music. Turn off the music! Saito, kill the music! Ah, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, well, faders, I got some good news and I got some bad news. The good news is, you're here with your boy Johnny. The bad news is, well, we lost the last part of the show. Um, if you were listening closely to the episode, well, pretty much our audio kind of sucked. Jeremy is in Fukuoka, and his internet sucks. He's got internet from the 1990s, right? I mean, it's like America Online 1.0 internet. It is bad with a capital B. But don't worry, don't fret. Everything's going to get better. He's going to get, uh, I think, fiber, optic, ethernet, DSL, Wi-Fi, something or whatever. He's going to get... Really good internet coming in in about, I think, two weeks. So just bear with us. Just bear with us. It's going to be a little shaky for a while, but soon enough, he's going to have great internet, and it's going to sound like he's right here in the studio with me drinking beers. Speaking of drinking beers, my God, did I get lit. This episode, oh, man. Oh, dude, I only had like five beers. Five beers. But I'll tell you one thing, dude. It is hot in Tokyo, and I was dehydrated. Oh, man. That alcohol went right to my noggin, and I got lit. I got faded. Oh, man. It was fun, though. It was a great episode. I had a lot of fun recording this episode. And speaking of good episodes, oh, <laughs> fashion your seatbelt, because we're going to be on a dragnet race with a very, very interesting guest. We've got a guy that's been on the police department in New York City for 20 years on the show next week. This guy is a true detective and this guy has got so many stories that he's written five books about his stories. And some of these stories are so fucking crazy that you're going to believe like, I don't know, Johnny. I don't think this is real. No, it's real. Every single story is real. And we're going to interview his friends who are also detectives in the police force. Oh my God, dude. It is crazy. We've got a lineup. <laughs> a lineup. We've got a lineup of guests that are going to be on the show that are going to be absolutely insane. This next episode. Oh my God. I can't wait to drop it. I can't wait to drop it. Oh my God. Christmas comes early. Oh, Oh, God. So, faders, be sure to tune into our next episode because it is going to be insane. Absolutely insane. All right. Okay, so this is the end of this episode. Oh, 606. Oh, God, what a great number. 606. Not as cool as 666, but it's cool enough. Um, faders, we do have a Patreon page. Sign up, tune in, and listen to everything we got on our Patreon. We got stuff there that is too hot for TV and too dark for the internets, man. Thus, we've got the show, ah, oh, After Dark. Yes, tune into After Dark. It is fantastic. It is the darkest shit that we can't do on Got Fitted Japan, which is already pretty dark, so use your imagination how dark we go. We go deep and dark. Oh, man. And we also got other stuff. We got videos. We got photos. We got night, lots of stuff up there. So check on our Patreon page. It costs $5. That's just five bucks. So that's like not buying a latte once a week, all right? And lattes suck. If you're going to drink coffee, drink a man's coffee. Black, hot, and full of caffeine. Yes. 
So we got the Patreon page. Also, we just started doing YouTube. Sign up for YouTube. It's free. We got tons of stuff there. That's really groovy. And then we got the Let's see, we got Instagram, we got uh, Facebook, and I think we're going to start doing Twitter again. Oh, man, I'm going to be busy. I'm never going to sleep, but I'm going to get faded. All right, well, on that note, faders, thank you very much for tuning in to this episode of Got Faded Japan. <laughs> uh, that's my strip joint DJ voice. <laughs> oh, fuck it. All right, faders, thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Peace. My own brother, a goddamn shit sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I should do this, man? We're good! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass. Your move, creep. Oh, man. I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.